listening to the Alan Carter Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I don't know how to feel. Should I feel? Should I be scared? I don't know. Should I be happy? I can't tell anymore. I, you know, I, I wanted uh, a resolution of law and order. I, you know, you know, I think like a lot of people, I, I wanted some action from the federal government with the blockades. They did that. They moved in. They cleared the blockades. We got more blockades. And then we got another blockade again this morning. I, there's, I, I just don't know how to feel anymore. Do you hear this audio? I want to play this for you. It's incredible. Just play this. This is from the Real People's Media live stream. Everybody's got their own live stream now. Everybody's got their own TV channel. I used to be special. I used to be a news anchor. I am a news anchor, but now everybody's a news anchor. So what? You, let me hit that again. What? What? Uh, what you're hearing there? We're adamant that no train should pass. That's a train going past. There's a guy talking in the background, and what you see. Our protesters hucking, burning piles of wood and skids and stuff and putting gas on it and setting it on fire. That doesn't look safe. Now you heard just in the news that they've cleared the area. Police have moved in. Apparently it's open again. Keep your eye on the situation. I mean, I think if you're a commuter, if you're a GoTran commuter, you're just thinking to yourself, am I getting home tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Meanwhile... It's all about the pandemic. However, current global circumstances suggest it's likely that this virus will... No, Let's not get ahead of ourselves with the panic. Is it a pandemic? Let's uh, let's go to the Director General of the World Health Organization. However, current global... No, no, that's that's Tedros Adonatum. Remember this guy? COVID-19? Mr. COVID-19. COVID-19. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate. Here's what he says. Quote, using the word pandemic carelessly has no tangible benefit, but it does have a significant risk in terms of amplifying unnecessary, unjustified fear and stigma and paralyzing systems. It may also signal that we can no longer contain the virus, which is not true. That is the head of the World Health Organization basically calling me out saying quit it with the pandemic. Cut it with you're not helping. Global pandemic don't say that it's not a global pandemic see i feel better i feel good see i now i I, i'm a little calmer i don't have to worry so much who's next on the order of uh, the show here oh here we have uh the director of the center for disease controls national center for immunization and respiratory diseases doc what do you got to say about this However, current global circumstances suggest it's likely that this virus will cause a pandemic. Wait, wait, what? We just... Oh, that doesn't make me feel good. Back to the doctor. Now, it's not so much a question of if this will happen anymore, but rather more a question of exactly when this will happen and how many people in this country will become infected and how many of those will develop severe or more dif- uh, more uh, complicated disease. Okay, so there you have it. It's not a pandemic. Don't say pandemic. It's going to be a pandemic. Just face it. It's coming. It's going to get worse before it gets better, at least in terms of where it is outside of China. And we're seeing that again and again. And what's coming up later on this hour is the update from our medical officer of health with news of another confirmed case 
of COVID-19 here in Ontario. This, a person who has traveled from Iran. This will be the second Canadian who has COVID-19 who has traveled from Iran, which has the largest number of cases outside of China, I now believe. And then, did you see the thing yesterday? This was making the rounds. It was unbelievable. The news conference with the Deputy Minister of Health in Iran. He's like, everything's fine. Why are you sweating so much? He's actually mopping his brow. Everything is good. It's all under control. Turns out, of course, he tested positive for COVID-19. But to the halls of power at the Ontario Legislature, question period today, here is our Minister of Health, Christine Elliott. Mr. Speaker, our public health authorities have responded to COVID-19 with all of the hard work and professionalism that the people of Ontario have come to expect. Does that make you feel better? I, I want to feel better. I do. I do, but we're at this point now where the concern is mounting. We know now the, the President of the United States, who has just returned to Washington from India, is going to hold a press conference tonight at 6 o'clock. That doesn't mean things are worse. It just means people are scared. And when people get worried and the people get scared, they do irrational things. Let's get back to the Minister of Health for Ontario, Christine Elliott. Since learning of the virus, Ontario has responded to COVID-19 by monitoring hospitals for potential cases of the virus in individuals with a travel history from some of the affected areas. And as you now know, the affected areas, the list of affected areas, has grown as we see in cases now move from the epicenter in Wuhan, China, throughout mainland China, to other countries, to South Korea, to Iran, to Italy. And now Gwyneth Paltrow is involved. I kid you not. Gwyneth Paltrow is involved. Coming up in the program, you have to stick around for this. What she put on Instagram and why everybody's going, what is, what's, the deal, what's the goop with you, Gwyneth? This, after Tom Cruise pulled out of Italy yesterday filming his, his, his movie there. He's not going to do that anymore. He's too worried about it. That's gone. And let me just bring this right back here to Ontario one more time. Because we have been talking not only about COVID-19 and about blockades, but we've been talking a lot about license plates. And every once in a while I get an email or somebody tweets at me. He's like, what's your deal, man? Let up on the license plates, man. And here's my point about the license plates. Is, of course, as you know, we're going to have to recall the ones that are already out there, that the new blue Ontario license plates, hard to read. And the government has admitted there's a problem. The manufacturer's been blamed for it. We'll have to pick up the cost, apparently. But everybody has got a new one of these, and it's over 50,000 people already in the province. going to get a new one. This is what I've predicted. You're going to hear this and a lot more of it in the House, in attacks against this government. And this is why license plates matter. Here is Andrea Horvath in the House today. If this government can't get license plates right, how are they going to get home care right? Yeah. Huh? Get a Zamboni driver up in here to make those license plates. This is what I'm talking about. Is that it is going to be pervasive for the... Ford government, 
the fact that they can't get that. That's going to be just an attack going forward. I'm surprised nobody has asked questions about COVID-19 and license plates, to, to tell you the truth. In fact, on this program yesterday, a professor from the University of Toronto, when I asked, are zombies real? There's no such thing as zombies. Are, are we sure? I legit asked that of a professor from the University of Toronto. You know what she said? You know what she said? There's no such thing as zombies. That's not what she said. She said there are zombies, they're real, and they occupy Queen's Park. And blame Doug Ford for cutting public health. Oh, what a right pickle we're in. Yeah, we're in a pickle. And if you don't think, if you don't think that fingers are going to be started to be pointed, if things, you know, don't go right, and even if they do, Fingers are going to be pointed at the Ford government. They're going to say, well, public health cuts. How about that? And, you know, the government might have a you know reasonable response for it. And what's the response to that going to be? License plates. You can't get license plates. Great, great, good. Snowing. That's good. I hope that keeps the COVID-19 down. Does that tamp it down? Does that help? Probably doesn't help. Probably doesn't help. I'm remaining calm. I'm remaining absolutely calm. Please remain calm. Yes. In the face of growing evidence that we are on the verge of a worldwide pandemic. Global pandemic. Already the World Health Organization director has warned people, don't say pandemic. Don't say it, because it's not helpful. But yet, the CDC yesterday says, it's a pandemic. It's just a matter of time. And is that is that in itself enough to worry about? Because just because calling it a pandemic, that doesn't mean it any, it's any more deadly. In fact, we still know that it has a very low mortality rate, which is reassuring unless you're dead. and that Unless you're the one. That's not reassuring. But the mortality rate is barely above the common flu. Nowhere near SARS. Nowhere near, you know, I don't know, kind of monkey brain influenza. I, I'm making that up. I don't know what that is. It's, I, well, I'm trying to scare people is what I'm trying to do because that's how you sell newspapers. I know I'm on the radio. I understand that. But uh, here's the other thing that I think is worrying a lot of people, and, and, and this is quite serious. This is truly serious, is what's it going to mean to the financial markets? Already we've seen a slowdown in the world economy. How bad will it be? Could it tip the world into recession? We've seen the stock market dive both Monday and Tuesday. And my next guest is going to help me figure out where the financial world is going. It's Lawrence Booth, financial analyst and professor of finance at CIT and the chair of CIT. Lawrence, thank you so much for being on the program. My pleasure. Uh, are you calm? Oh, I'm very calm. I'm always calm. You're calm. I mean, because money, money people can get upset. Money people can get wiggy. Uh, that is true. Uh, that's one of the biggest uh, problems with uh, sort of individual investors in the stock market. They panic too much. Uh, are we seeing panic in the market today? I think uh, we've certainly seen the last two days there was panic. The market seemed to recover a little bit this morning, and then it's been dropping off the, uh, the last hour or so. So I think uh, we've not resolved exactly what's going to happen at the moment. I got a call from uh, my financial people who said never, never been a better time to buy. You believe that? Um, I did a little bit of buying yesterday before the market kept dropping, um, and then I backed out. 
Uh, I think it's probably a little bit too early to work out uh, to start buying again. The problem is that we've seen about a $4 trillion uh, drop in the old aggregate stock market. Uh, even with a trillion dollars of loss of economic activity global, um, it wouldn't, shouldn't cause that sort of size uh, drop in the stock market. So uh, there's been a bit of an overreaction the last uh, 48 hours, I think uh, that's for sure. Either that or the stock market uh, participants are predicting much more serious economic uh, losses than, uh, than, the, than the forecasters. On Monday, when the Dow opened down almost a thousand points, there were some that said that this is this is largely profit taking after a week of historic highs against and and a sort of a reason to calm the froth that was already inherent in the market. Is that an accurate assessment? I think that's a lot of truth to that. Uh, we've seen uh, the market wanting to go down for the last two years. Uh, remember. Uh, Christmas 2018, uh, we saw significant losses uh, for the last three months of the year. Uh, that was because we're getting towards the end of, uh, of a long economic uh, boom. And people are saying, well, when's the next recession? So we saw that uh, triggered by interest rate changes and the actions of the Fed uh, 16 months ago. Now we're seeing the same sort of reaction to, uh, to the virus, that uh, some people are saying, well, the market uh, looks fully valued. We're at the end of a long uh, period of economic growth. Perhaps now's the time to uh, take some profits and uh, be a little bit more conservative. I noticed that uh, ratings agency Moody's has now lowered its forecast for global auto sales because of COVID-19. It now reckons that sales will decline 2.5% instead of 0.9%. When you look at that, and that is obviously just one sector, but a worldwide slowdown in demand... Does that have an impact long-term on the markets? Um, in certain sectors, there's definitely going to be an impact. Uh, long-term depends upon your horizon, but certainly for the next six to nine months, you're probably going to see uh, continued losses uh, for transportation generally, shipping, uh, airplanes, uh, cars, particularly those sectors that are uh, leveraged to, uh, to the Chinese market where uh, high-end products basically aren't moving at the moment. Uh, the, the concentration is on uh, on other things, not buying uh, high-end purses, cars, and, and and trinkets. What about if you had stock holdings in travel companies, resorts, that sort of thing? Would you get out of that? Um, I, I, the market's already moved against them. So uh, the question is, always when you say get out of them, you're saying, well, is your judgment better than those of professional uh, investors? And the problem here is the professional investors can move a lot more quickly because they're monitoring the markets all the time. We've seen a significant drop in airline stocks. So is it a good time now to get out of airline stocks? Well, we would have been a lot better last Friday. <laughs> uh, and, and you're calm. You're sure you're calm. I'm less calm now after talking to you, Lawrence, but about the no, money. No, cause... No, look, the fact is the big problem for ordinary investors is that they panic, they get out of the market, and then they stay out of the market when the market turns and comes back again. Trying to predict when to get out and when to get back in again is incredibly difficult. So uh, for ordinary investors who aren't going to follow the market on a sort of continuous basis, my recommendation and the recommendation of Warren Buffett and all long-term investors is to stick with it. You're better off because you never know when to get back in the market, and generally you get back in too late. Lawrence Booth is a financial analyst and professor of finance and CIT chair and is very, very calm. Thanks, Lawrence. My pleasure. Bye-bye.
Let's check what's going on with POTUS. Trump tweeting this morning that he had just landed from India. This is what he tweeted. India was a great trip, very successful, heading to the White House. Meetings and calls scheduled today. CDC governor and secretary, I believe that is, of health. They're all doing a great job with respect to coronavirus. Briefing this afternoon. We'll be having a news conference at the White House on this subject today at 6 p.m. CDC representatives and others will be there. So Trump planning a press conference tonight at 6 p.m. to address the nation, to address the United States on what's going on with COVID-19. And this reporting from Politico, the White House is now weighing whether to appoint a coronavirus czar to coordinate the response to the spreading epidemic, similar to what was done by the Obama administration during Ebola. So keep in mind, we have been here before. For all my joking about panic and all of that, it is important to keep in mind that we have seen this before. And Ebola is far more deadly than COVID-19. Also weighing in all of this, getting in on the action, Dick Pound. You know when Dick Pound's involved, things are going to get spicy. Japanese officials pushing back Wednesday on a comment made by International Olympic Committee member Dick Pound, who said the Tokyo Olympics could potentially be canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. While Japan considers pausing sporting event for two weeks to curb the disease's spread. No, says Japan. Dick, you're wrong. Former International Olympic Committee Vice President Dick Pound told the Associated Press there's a three-month window to decide the fate of the Summer Games. However, a spokesman for the Japanese government says the IOC is going ahead with the Tokyo Olympics and Pound's opinion doesn't reflect the official view. The coronavirus that began in China has infected more than 80,000 people, around 900 of them in Japan and 57 here in the United States are being treated, according to the government. The death toll globally is more than 2,700. I'm Julie Walker. That's the takeaway from that is sit down and shut up, Dick Pound. Dick! People in Tokyo are saying, the officials in Tokyo are saying, proverbially, shut your sushi hole. Sit down. But meanwhile, the evidence continues to mount that this is going to have a bigger impact. Syracuse University this morning read this, going to close a study abroad program in Italy. Because of the coronavirus, Italy's death toll now 12. The caseload there in that country, 374. And now, Gwyneth Paltrow is involved. Gwyneth Paltrow has been pictured wearing a heavy-duty face mask as she flies to Paris for Fashion Week. This is what she put... Now, remember, she starred in a movie in 2011 called Contagion. Didn't see it. Was probably terrible. Uh, it's a movie about a deadless, deadly virus sweeping the world. What might be known as a pandemic, but don't say pandemic. So she captioned the Instagram post, quote, En route to Paris. Paranoid? Prudent? Panicked? Placid? Pandemic? Propaganda? Paltrow's just going to go ahead and sleep with this thing on the plane. I've already been in this movie. Stay safe. Don't shake hands. Wash hands frequently. That is legitimately 100% the Instagram post from Gwyneth Paltrow, who refers to herself in the third person as she wears a heavy mask on an airplane. Paranoid? Thank you, Gwyneth. Please remain calm. Still calm.
Let's get you down to Queen's Park with the update now on the new COVID-19 case here in Ontario. Here is Toronto's Medical Officer of Health. Hey. Good afternoon. Pardon me, this is and, Ontario's uh, Medical Officer of Health so to begin. today we're going to do a couple things besides just some updates, but the more important one is we're announcing uh, another uh, case, and uh, this person is in the Toronto jurisdiction, so that means Dr. Eileen DeVille and team uh, have been involved with in that, so I'm going to let her talk about the details of this, the, our next case now, our fifth one. Okay, so good afternoon. And thank you for being here. As you've heard, I'm Dr. Eileen Davila, Medical Officer of Health for the City of Toronto. Uh, by way of update, so on the evening of Monday, February 24th, a woman in her 60s presented at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center's emergency department. Uh, as I've stated before, um, you know, it's not surprising to learn of this news um, as we have, have a very mobile population with a lot of international travel. So it's quite likely that we will continue to see more people presenting with symptoms and a travel history to affected areas in the world. This newly diagnosed person has a recent history of travel to Iran and she became unwell after arriving in Toronto. At that time, her symptoms included a cough, sore throat, body aches, and occasional fever. So upon presenting to the hospital's emergency department, a thorough medical assessment was completed and COVID-19 testing was initiated. She was then discharged and is presently at home in self-isolation. Two members of this individual's family are also in self-isolation, currently in self-isolation at home. So I can tell you that at this time, Toronto Public Health staff are following up with this person and their close contacts. As you know, and as we've spoken in the past, uh, we do this to monitor the person's symptoms and we do our contact management in order to notify others that they may have been exposed to a potential health risk. We do this in order to protect population health to prevent the spread of infectious diseases in our community and to ensure that those who have an infection uh, are, are well taken care of and well managed. At this time, the virus is not circulating locally. However, we do know that there is some global activity happening and global transmission. So with this in mind, we are actively working with our city partners our, our provincial partners and other health partners to plan for the potential for local spread. We are continuing to carefully monitor the situation and I think at this time it's very important that residents of Toronto and I would argue beyond um, should stay informed by regularly reviewing and accessing credible sources of information. I can't emphasize enough as I have in the past that the best things that people can do, our current advice continues to be around all the usual good practices in cold and flu season. Things like washing your hands. You are listening to a press conference from Queen's Park. You are listening to the Toronto Medical Officer of Health detailing the latest information on a new case 
of COVID-19. We will get back to that in just a moment because there are more developments to come and questions to be asked about this. But I'll just recap for you that on Monday, 24th of February, a woman in her 60s came to Sunnybrook. She had traveled to Iran. She was unwell after she returned to Toronto. She had a cough, body aches, and a fever She is confirmed to be carrying the virus. She's in self-isolation, as are members of her family. As you heard the medical officer of health saying right there, it is not widely circulating in our community. It is not here amongst the general population. However, you have also heard that there are preparations for more because the expectation is that there will be a further spread of COVID-19 around the world, and including here. So things will get, for lack of a better term, worse before they get better, at least in terms of the spread. We're going to get you back live. See if we can get you back live. Zip forward to a live here. Now I can see that uh, questions are being asked of the Ontario Medical Officer of Health. We see signs of that aspect in China, both in Hubei and throughout Beijing. But early, we're still monitoring, still watching. One of our scientists from Health Canada or from FAC is there reviewing the situation, monitoring a number of questions and issues on that regard, and keeping us informed as to what they have learned, what they're learning as they do more of their, I would say, clearing up and doing residual aspects related to their issues in China. Um, Out of that, of course, you've seen some other countries that are moving up fairly quickly, such as Italy and South Korea, as they've dealt with the impact of the virus in their jurisdictions, as they seek to understand that not only with cases, but with deaths as well. With that in mind, the Special Advisory Committee, or our Federal Provincial Territorial Group, have uh, we've looked at it and we've decided we've changed our uh, countries of interest and concern, so we've updated it so that uh, those now include seven places, which is China still, and, and Japan, Hong Kong, Italy, Iran, uh, Singapore, and South Korea. That is a so change right there, folks. And we will continue to do that as we see new areas or hotspots of concern that we would want to have as part of our investigation of people who would be of interest to investigate and put on our list of people under investigation, much like the case that Toronto's dealing with at this time. I now. just want to jump in here. So and what you just heard there is important. It is Ontario now widening its scope for those suspected of carrying the coronavirus. Now it includes and that list you just heard there, China, Japan, Hong Kong, Italy, Iran, Singapore, and South Korea. And that reflects how the virus is now spreading to those other places. And now there is not just a travel concern for those who have come from uh, China, from Wuhan. For example, if you've flown back into the country, as I recently did, as you, as you fly back into the country and you're going through customs, it actually asks you, have you been to Wuhan? Well, that is going to have to change now to include all of these other countries as well. Welcome back. Let's get you caught up to date on what's going on with coronavirus. Or Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to say that anymore. It's actually called COVID. COVID Thank you. 19. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. I got it. Hyphen 
1-9. That is the Director General of the World Health Organization, who is also cautioning us not to say the word pandemic, other than the fact that it probably is a pandemic. And in fact, I just noticed that Michael Bloomberg has put out a new campaign ad south of the border that refers to a pandemic. Global pandemic. It's not a pandemic. Don't say pandemic. Don't say it. A growing list of countries have cases of COVID-19. It has sickened 81,000 people around the globe. Iran is girding for a long battle against the coronavirus that is rapidly spreading across the country. 19 people have died in Iran now. That is the highest death toll outside of China. Iran's president said there is no immediate plan to quarantine cities over the outbreak, but he acknowledged it may take one, two, or three weeks to get control of the virus. And we now know that Iran is on a list of countries that if you have traveled to there and you're coming into this country, you're now going to be asked some questions about, do you have any symptoms? Do you feel unwell? This, following the confirmation of another case of COVID-19 here in Ontario, this involving a woman in her 60s who had recently traveled to Iran. There's a press conference underway at Queen's Park. Let's get you back to that now. Any cases of the coronavirus right now? And again, whether it's now or in two, this or is Ontario's medical officer of health. Changing. So as Dr. Davila said, check with those, check the advisors in that. A lot of people in March break go down to the states and areas like that. And is that a concern? Right now, we don't believe it's a concern to go to the states and that kind of stuff. So again, families and those are going to have to make those decisions. And uh, I have people ask me that I've already have some going to hire. I say, what should I do? And I said, well, you're going to have to reassure yourself. Make sure your information is correct, and is this the right decision to make, yes or no? What should you be looking out for, though, specifically? I mean, you said that, I mean, there's lots of places where you can get information on the destination that you're going, but what should you be looking out for that would give you that satisfaction and peace of mind? Well, if you do your travel advisories, and the, the experts like WHO and others have said, if they have concerns about the uh, ongoing activity within the country, if it's spreading and there's certain areas at risk and they're not 